Cause I don't take advice from anybody who gon' tell me how to do it if they never even did it right These days I don't waste a minute of my time reminiscing on regrets of the past That's a different life These days I don't need nobody's validation These days I don't need nobody's invitation These days I don't tell nobody what I'm doing I just do it if I fail, keep it pushing till I get it right yeah. Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the Detour Diaries. My name is Mike, host of the greatest mobile podcast on Spotify. Today's podcast is going to be brought to you by Achieve Nutrition. Achieve Nutrition is a shake and smoothie shop up in Marionette, Wisconsin, family owned by two sisters. And I was up there on the 4th of July. I walked in and they have Herbalife products. They, they put it in all of their shakes and their smoothies. And I was a little skeptical. Uh, having tried Herbalife in the past, but I gave it a shot and I had the mixed berry smoothie. Got to say it was phenomenal. So if you're going up and you're in Marionette or you're heading to Iron Mountain, please stop in, get yourself something cold, something great, something healthy, uh, and just support a local business. They've been in town or they've been in business for uh, about a year and a half now, and they have two locations in Marionette. Um, stop in and go see them. All right. <laughs> So this is episode number six, and this is a this is a rolling podcast. Um, it's all top of the head while I'm driving. We're about 57 miles outside of Indianapolis, um, and I was just kind of sitting here thinking about about the things that I used to teach in school and and CDL truck driving, and do I do them? other people do them. For example, uh, are we out here practicing any kind of the Smith's system keys while driving? Are we aiming high? Are we getting the big picture? Uh, are we doing those types of things <laughs> to make sure that we're, that we're keeping ourselves safe? Because at the end of the day, the reason, our, our number one objective, not our reason, our number one objective should be to ensure the safety of the motoring public. We out here as truck drivers are the professional drivers and we should conduct ourselves as such. And that means doing the extra things to keep the motoring public, the four wheelers, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like the name call, but you, you get it, right? Our job is to keep them safe, to make sure that we all, all of us get to our destination safely it's not about how fast you get there it's not about how many how many miles you saved it's not about how much gas you saved it's not about how much gas you, you it's about getting to your destination safely because on the other end of that of that trip is somebody something something is waiting for you or for the other people that you occupy this public roadway with right drive for five and drive for five means drive for the four spaces around your vehicle, front, back, left, and right, and the space in front of you. If you do that, you keep yourself an out. You're ensuring that the vehicles next to you potentially have a way out. And you're just creating less stress for yourself. Well, how are, you how are you creating less stress for yourself? You're creating less stress for yourself because you know what's on either side of you, what's behind you, what's in front of you. 
So by knowing, we're not guessing, by knowing, you're not stressing, by knowing, you can plan ahead, right? We're keeping our eyes way, 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 way down the road. Say following distance for a truck traveling 70 miles an hour in the freeway, a combination vehicle of 70 feet should have approximately, man, seven to eight seconds of following distance, right? Your eye lead time should more than double that. You should be able to see things on an open road, obstacles and hazards that are on the shoulder um, so far in advance. And you should have enough space around your vehicle that you can pre-plan when and how you're going to work around that obstacle. It only takes us two seconds for our eyes to get fixated on a certain object, any object, it doesn't matter. So it's so important that we keep our eyes moving. We're always checking our mirrors. We're always checking our gauges. Is this starting to sound familiar to some of you guys? <laughs> but if you don't say it out loud, you forget it, right? And even as I'm sitting here doing this podcast as a, it's not, it's not a PSA to, to the trucker world. It's a PSA to myself too, to remind myself to continue doing the things that I preach about in school, to remind myself to continue to do the things that are going to keep myself safe and the motoring public safe. Those things are, those things are, are what this is about, right? As I pull up or as I'm, as I'm driving down uh, 60, 69, yeah, 69, as I'm driving down 69, I'm getting ready to engage some merging traffic, right? There's no law. There's no law that dictates merging traffic, except for this one. The vehicle that reaches the merge point first has the right of way. If you're on the freeway traveling 65 miles an hour and you reach the point of merging before the vehicle in the merge lane, ethically, they should just fall in line behind you. Will they? Probably not. You're doing 65. They're probably going to want to speed right past you, get in front of you, and then slam on your brakes because there's a truck in front of you that's only doing 65 also. <laughs> we, we create that space in back of us by creating that space in front of us. So we can decelerate a little bit and allow that driver to create the space in front of us since we can't necessarily go any faster. We let that driver create that space in front of us. Now, if you hit that same merge point and that vehicle beats you as the vehicle in the right lane to the merge point, you should ethically slow down and allow that vehicle to merge. It's a zipper process, right? If you just left a little bit of space, if we all just left a little bit more space, in between ourselves and the vehicle next to us, or in front of us, rather. Driving would be a hell of a lot easier, but everybody's in a hurry. Guys, listen, I promise you. Wherever it is that if you're listening to this, 
wherever it is that you are going, know that it is not more important than the person driving next to you, in front of you, behind you, or to the other side of you, right? It, it, isn't, it isn't more important. We need to learn to abolish main character mentality when it comes to driving on the road, sharing a public roadway, public communal roadway. So I'd like to dive into my 4th of July week. It's been, it's been really good. Like the weather has been phenomenal. There were some crazy ass rainstorms up in Ithaca. Um, but we, we thank the gods for the, for the rain. Right. So, uh, it's been like right now, clear blue skies. I don't see a single cloud in the sky. Right. So my 4th of July week has been amazing. Um, I don't have any complaints other than I don't have my buddy, my buddy James with me. He's, he's at home. I don't think he was feeling all that great. I think he was maybe a little homesick. Maybe he's tired of having a bed that moves every time the brakes are hit. I don't know what it was, but I had the opportunity to stop at home and grab a shower at home, coming back down from Davison. So I did that, and I ended up leaving Buddy at home with Amanda to get some to get some home time and spend time with Pony Boy. So I do miss Buddy, but I am I am doing this without Mr. Buddy James today. Um, on 4th of July, I was up at a store and, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to break this story down. So like the substance is there and the feelings are not. All right. I don't, I don't know how to constructively do this. So I'm just going to dive in. And I guess, to, I guess to preface this, I, I felt like there was a blatant, I don't like disrespect for another human's time. It's not even the fact that it was my time. If somebody told me the story, I would be appalled because of the amount of time that was wasted. And so it, it is like this. I, I get there and they don't, I, they don't even touch my truck for two hours. So I'm eating, I'm now eating my, 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 my clock on my 14, right? When they finally do start unloading the truck, it takes them two and a half more hours to get it unloaded. And here's why. And here's why I have, I'm even talking about it. Here it is. When they were unloading the truck, there were split pallets and everything like that. And like, it was a nightmare to unload. And it can be very tedious when it comes from that specific DC. I get it. However, what I don't understand is the clear blue skies and the sunny day that you had. I don't understand why with the football field of concrete that you had at your disposal to stage the stuff when you were taking it off of the truck, put it there, and then put it in the store where you wanted it. I'll never understand that. So the pallets were taken off one by one. They were then cut. The shrink wrap was cut off of them. And then they were put into the store where they needed to go. And then they came back out and they rinsed and repeated this process. They shuffled stuff. They moved stuff. They, they rotated things. And when they say that there was a concrete 
slab the size of a football field of open space that they could have pulled this stuff off and set it down and then did all of the same thing. It's pay now, pay later mentality. Shout out to my boy Vince. But that's a pay now, pay later mentality, right? You're going to have to cut the pallets and put them where they need to go anyway. And that's on your time. That's why you get paid. And I understand that. But that is a complete waste of a truck driver's time. Complete waste. It dipped in, in into my my 14, into the my movability for that day. It starts touching the finances and I'm not seething. I'm not angry. What I wanna know is from you, the listeners, <clears throat> am I wrong? Does it seem like a blatant misuse, disrespect of another person's time for something that they, in fact, needed to still do anyway? I just didn't need to be a part of it. I felt like I was a hostage. I felt like, and I felt like it was being done as a punishment for some reason. So. What I want to know from you guys, the listeners, the the truckers, the 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 non-truckers, the, the the logistics people, if you're listening, I want to know how do you handle it? How do you feel in that situation? How do you feel in a situation where if you're not moving, you're not making any money? And then beyond that, somebody doing their job while wasting your time. The job still could have been done in just as much time on their end, but it wasn't. And instead, my time was sucked into their time. And that's where I had the biggest problem. Please let me know. Reach out on Twitter. Reach out on Facebook. Join the Discord if you if you have the ability to. Uh, and I just want to talk. I want to talk about it. I'm super curious about it. I did everything in my power. That's when I found nutrition, uh, achieved nutrition, that shake shop up there. I did everything in my power to the point of walking about two and a half miles to keep myself engaged, entertained. I talked to some friends. Um, I bitched to Amanda. I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't in my feels about it. I definitely was. But I, what I want to know is your guys' thoughts on it. That's really what I want to know, because I'm a big believer in karmic debt and that you cannot outrun your karmic debt. Shit, I'm probably still atoning for karmic debt of my, I'm going to call it hubris years <laughs> from 16 to, to 24. Um, man, oh man. Here's an example of, of me still atoning for my karmic debt in my mid 30s. I'm going to share a story. When I was young, me and some hooligan friends decided that we were going to be little assholes and we went and destroyed a person's car for no good reason. No good reason at all. I was, I was an asshole child. Again, my hubris stage. We're going to fast forward to April of last year. I was sound asleep. Got up to go to work the next day. Brand new truck. It's four months old. Open the side door and it appears as though somebody's rear-ended my vehicle. Not left a note. 
just debris from their car. And that was it. And uh, I knew as soon as I seen it exactly what that was for. Sorry for the beeping. There's a vehicle slowing down here um, and going through a construction zone. Uh, so I opened the door and as soon as I seen it, I, I knew. I knew right then, right there, exactly what happened. And it was me atoning for my karmic debt. And what the universe does is it continues to place obstacles in your way until you learn to overcome them. And, or, you know, <laughs> handle your, your karmic debt that must be repaid. All, all debts must be repaid. And I just knew bumper was thrown in. There was about $2,600 worth of damage all in all. And uh, I just knew it was my karmic debt. And I told Amanda, I was like, I'm really sorry about this. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. This is my karmic debt. And I explained me my hubris stage as a as a child, and being an asshole, um, and uh, I I think that was when she became a a believer of the karmic debt. I think, I'm not sure. <laughs> so next week, I think I'm going to have a childhood friend on the show. Uh, he grew up in Michigan and we played baseball together as kids. And that, that story, that reconnection should be a lot of fun. He's lived out in Utah, I think for the last 12 to 15 years, um, has some pretty interesting stories that I'm sure he could, he could, he could shed some, shed some light on and share. I try to say shed and share at the same time. And it really, uh, it really turned out like that. <laughs> I mean, and he, and he lives in Utah. There's UAPs and the Great Salt Lake and Mormons. So, I'm just those three things right there make a make an incredible story. <laughs> Not to mention everything that he has to talk about, all of the stuff. Like he is, he's such an interesting person, and the things that he's into, and the way that his mind works. I'm really, really, really looking forward to being able to uh, talk to him, have him on the show. And again, that's, I'm hoping that's sometime next week. I want to say, I wanted to say thank you so much for all the support. Anybody that I've told about the podcast has been incredibly supportive and encouraging, and I cannot thank you all enough. If you like it, please follow it, share it on any kind of social media that you partake in, um, and just continue to spread the word that we're, you know, we're out here talking life on an everyday basis. I'm going to leave you with the full song of These Days by Connor Price. I'm a big fan of Connor Price. His music is DMCA free, so there isn't any kind of copyright issues whenever I plug songs in here from him. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for tuning in to the sixth episode of the Detour Diaries. My name is Mike. It's been a pleasure connecting with all of you. Be safe, and until next time. This has been another pit stop on the Detour Diaries.
Cause I don't take advice from anybody who gon' tell me how to do it if they never even did it right These days I don't waste a minute of my time reminiscing on regrets of the past That's a different life These days I don't need nobody's validation These days I don't need nobody's invitation These days I don't tell nobody what I'm doing I just do it if I fail, keep it pushing till I get it right yeah, These days I've been wide awake, I never sleep late Got a lot to do, I treat a Sunday like a weekday Do it for my son, set the table, I need three plates Have my cake and eat it, baby, don't forget it Cheesecake, got it, yeah, they know I got it Confidence contagious, so the ones around me caught it Everybody waiting on me, hoping I'ma drop it I feel like all this weight is on me, still I'm never stopping I'm glad it's not a, uh, yeah, pushing myself to the limit I set a goal, but still I never feel enough when I get it Cause when I go and all these feelings overflow to the ceiling It's like a hole just open up and I don't know how to fill it I tell them, look, I don't make mistakes, the mistakes made me Drop songs when I write them, I don't wait eight weeks They do focus on the image now, but that ain't me A lot of rats taking pics, that's why they say cheese Lately I've been feeling like there's something off A lot of friends used to show me love, ain't showing love at all Yeah, only cheer me on when I was underdog Running up the numbers, everybody keep on running off Funny how they wanted me to win until I passed them Now all of a sudden they be talking in the past tense He was this, he was that, like I changed up huh? Had a kid, I'm a dad, gotta make funds These days, everybody focus on the he say and she say Acting up and trying to make a scene like a screenplay Try to be original but end up as a remake Spend a lot of time thinking about how I'ma be great I just stick to the plan Yeah, I'm focused on the music, not a pick for the gram Stay true to my supporters, yes, I did it for them So even when I get hot, never switch on a fan mm. These days, I don't take advice from anybody Who gon' tell me how to do it if they never even did it right These days, I don't waste a minute of my time Reminiscing on regrets of the past, that's a different life These days, I don't need nobody